When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Stevie Nicker. We'll kick things off with a big game in the Premier League. Manchester City take on Liverpool City. Uh, the better of the two sides in the first half, Erling Haaland. And would open the scoring with his 50th goal to give City the lead going into the break. Liverpool, though, improved in the second half. And eventually, Alexander-Arnold would make it 1-1. So a point apiece. Here's what Jurgen Klopp had to say after the game. Uh, last year we had a team that played long together and we got completely under the wheels here in that 4-1 defeat and had no chance. Today we had a chance, I'm not silly, if you ask who was more likely to win the game it was City, obviously. Uh, we want to be ready to give them a proper game and that is what we did. Uh, for more on this, uh, Frank LeBeouf uh, joins us. Uh, well, sorry, Craig, this wasn't quite the barnstormer we were expecting, was it? What mentioned the early kickoff. But that had to have a part, didn't it, to play? No. I'm, I'm, look, let's put this to bed. <laughs> but Stevie will tell you all that... The thing, all the things that we spoke about leading up to this game were staring you straight in the face. So you're saying the early this kick off, two and a half hours the early kick off, the early kick off and the, the back after the international I break. I think we just... The two things together, absolutely, were staring you in the face. Come on. No, I think it was too... I think Liverpool were just... I think they played a much smarter game going to City than they did before. Right. They didn't try and go and just press the life out and then get played round. They, for a lot of the game, they kept. They, look, and City got through the, got through them a few times. Of course, they'll get through most teams. But I thought Liverpool kept a better shape, you know, in front of that back four for the most, and just said, you know what, we're not going to, we're not, not going to get ragged. We're going to take our chances, win the ball back. And hitting City on the counter attack. I, I, look, I, don't th I really don't keep. I'm getting fed up now with this 1230. <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, the Bundesliga was a joke because they made the players play Cone against Bayern Munich on a Friday. Yeah. I've got an issue with that, right? On a Friday after an international. But this was just. I think we've seen Man City are not quite hitting the straps. They didn't. They weren't, weren't great at Chelsea, certainly defensively, and Liverpool are a much better outfit and less ragged than they were last year. No, it wasn't a great game. But I, 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 look, are we saying if we played this game at ten o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock UK time, this was going to be a barnstormer? I, I just don't think so. Well, it certainly wasn't a barnstormer. No. I mean, at half time, I'd have taken a point. Listen, you can, you can say Nunes had a header save from Edison, but, I mean, yes, the way they, 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 they set out to play was, was smart because they really didn't give City too much. Um, but on the break, they were terrible. I mean, they couldn't keep a hold of the ball. Mm. Nunes couldn't stay onside and they couldn't keep a hold of the ball. And so at half-time, I absolutely, I would have taken a point off your hands. Now, by the end of the game... I think I think a point a piece was was the right result, but considering how gassed City were, I mean Liverpool made five subs in the second half, and you could see the difference in the legs. 
towards the end of the game, who was going to go forward and win this game? And I don't understand why Pep doesn't make changes. We didn't As really have his bench. You, that was probably the weakest set of bench. Stones, I've seen. He's got Gavardiol. Oscar I mean, Bob. But it's not. I mean, they were gassed. Listen, as brilliant as as. As brilliant as Silva was in the first half, he disappeared in the second half. He was completely gassed. So that was it. He was tired in a small night. I think absolutely. I think so. So I don't. I don't get how he doesn't freshen it up. And and I think at the end of the game, he's probably glad for the point. I'm sure at half time he wouldn't have been saying that. There's no a... there's no question who the better team was in the first half. Mm. And 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 coming into the second half, I'm thinking, how's Liverpool going to get the ball because they couldn't get close to anybody. And of course, the second half. Both sides couldn't get close to each other again. Uh, and Liverpool weren't that much better on the break. You know, when it came to the final pass, the final decision, they, they always picked either the wrong one or it was a poor pass. So it was a poor game, but I guess in the end, a point's a good result for Liverpool. For, uh, you know, to shout out our old mate Robbie Mostow, NBC used a good, I think the word they used for City in the first half was just a, they were just a lot more polished right. in possession. And they were. And Stevie's right, Liverpool, it was just hear him, scare him on the ball going forward, and that definitely improved. But I'm just looking at City at the moment, you know, if you look at their, their Premier League record, they hardly ever now keep a clean sheet. I mean, I think there's been, they've kept one against Man United. I think it was, the other one was Newcastle in the season and maybe Burnley. So they're not, they don't, and this was borne out in that Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge. They were so ragged. Mm. And again, as this game went, went on today, they, they said, and I think that was one of the reasons he made the change at, at left back, because we've talked about Guardiola on here. He's, he's a good player, he's a good centre back, but he's pretty average fullback. And he was obviously worried about that position, and Aki came in and did a, did a pretty good job for the most. But they're not keeping... And yeah, Haaland's getting these goals, right? 50 goals now and however many appearances, which is a record, which is an amazing amazing start, breaking a record of, uh, I think it's... Andy Cole. Andy Cole of yep. almost 30 years. Uh, or whatever it is. So that, that's great. But at the other end, you're going you're gonna to give you... You said you're going to give you chances. i tell you one thing with Liverpool, Stevie. I don't know about you, but... Alisson gives me the. If I was a Liverpool, what's up with him? He's giving me the heebie-jeebie with the ball at his feet. He looks. He looks as though he had ice skates or slippers or something on. We, we didn't. We didn't actually show in the highlight the goal, obviously that that was chalked off. Yep. That would have made it two 0 Where did you stand on that? Well, it's it's the initial mistake is his, no question, because everybody. You know, he's, he line, he, his body language tells you he's pinging this thing 70, 80 yards, right? And as a defender and as, and as a midfielder, I'm, I'm off. I'm, I'm, I'm on my bike. No, the dis- no I'm, t- I'm talking about the go. disallowed goal in the second half. Oh, you're talking about the... The, the arm on... Yeah, the, the Ruben Diaz See, here's, the, here's the thing. There's no question that Alisson got away with it. Right. Right? But... The truth is, Once if you, you put, put your arm, arm on, if right. you put your arm on the on the goalkeeper, around the shoulder, stroke arm, yeah. it's an easy decision for the referee. Because if he goes the other way, then it's it's oh, oh the uh, uh, toys are at the pram and all kinds of are coming at you. So that's an easy decision. But he's, with his feet today in particular, it was horrendous. Mm. I mean, 
But it's not just today, is it? Is that because it's a well, 12 30 kickoff? That's it. I don't know whether he's got the wrong footwear on because he doesn't look comfortable. He's not got slippers on. He doesn't look comfortable. He's got his ice skates. Oh, for the ice skates on again. But it could be simple as it could be something as simple as instead of wearing rubbers, you wear you wear proper studs. Right. Because he doesn't look good on his feet. He looks as though he looks as though he's off balance all the time. And the very first one he made a mess of. I mean, you talk about not getting your feet right to try and play a ball. They end up going to Foden, and Foden just made the wrong decision and tried to tried to hit, put it past him with pace, and it went straight to him. But I, I thought he was every time it went to him with his feet, I was panicking. Uh, listening patiently is uh, is oh, Frank LeBeau. Frank, Frank, oh, Frank uh, overall impression of what you saw in the game. Well, uh, I think for me the the draw is fair. Um, even if I agree with the guy, the position of the ball, especially the first half, was more in uh, in, uh, uh, in uh, benefit of uh, of Manchester City. But I found very interesting that game in terms of uh, how uh, the two teams de dealt defensively, and especially Liverpool. You know, and we knew that with Doku and Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, they would have to to resolve uh, a big issue uh, because Trent uh, doesn't really know how to defend. And the involvement of all players, Salah, Zlobozlai, uh, to, uh, to help uh, Trent uh, Alexander-Arnold uh, out uh, in, uh, against Doku was absolutely exceptional, I think, especially the first half, where they forced Doku to go and he only succeeded once uh, to, to, to be able to cross. But that was, that was very interesting. Yes, it wasn't the best game ever, but I found... Coming from Klopp and and Pep, interesting to see how they dealt uh, both of them with the uh, some aspects of the game. Um, yeah, Liverpool was uh, dominated the first half, but uh, Nunez had a very good chance and uh, and uh, Edison uh, had a very mm. good save. Um, I have to say, I have to disagree with the guys in the way that. I enjoyed that game. We, we yeah, it wasn't the perfect game, and maybe the game we were expecting. Uh, and maybe the early time, or maybe, maybe, maybe the players traveling uh, is was the, were the reason why uh, it wasn't at the top of the top. But that was very interesting. And uh, and don't forget that City could have scored second goal just before Liverpool equalized as well. Mm. So it could it could have gone different ways. Uh, we saw mistakes, but football is made of mistakes. It's made of details. And I, I found the game. Uh, well, we're going to talk about Arsenal after very much. Very, very interesting comparing to that game. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. I just think we kind of were lining ourselves up for some sort of five or six goal thriller, which mm. never quite materialised, which maybe tells you obviously Liverpool have moved a lot closer than they were last year, which is a good thing, obviously, for the league and, and, and the competition. But one of the other things with Man City, talking about that side, and we talked about it on, I think, Thursday when we were on, the potential hazard for Alexander-Arnold. And we saw Matip getting a one-on-one -on -one with Jeremy Doku, yeah. and he sat him on his backside. He just didn't do it enough. And Frank's right, they got, they got a few players over to help him. But there is two sides to that story. And it, Doku, in one of the games recently, it might have been Burnley at home, or I can't remember who it was, where he scored a couple of assists. I think it was Bournemouth. Was it Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was involved in everything, and it was like, it was like his ball. And he almost felt like he, he took that onto this field today in the biggest game yeah. in England today. And he was trying to do, and I was saying to you, he, I think he, at times he was trying to do too much. You know, taking too many touches. There was an early pass on, but he's trying to step over of a drop of the shoulder. And I think that's something that he'll learn. 
as he goes along that, that you know, these things are great when you're beating a defender, but if there's a better ball on, uh, an, an earlier ball, a quicker ball to get on the, on the other side of a midfield or a, or a back line, then you've got to play it. And today, he just seemed to want to beat everybody. And that end product, I think that, that was something that, I'm not going to say Liverpool played him well, uh, but he was pretty poor in his decision-making in the final They thought. defended well, Liverpool. They defended well. They had, when, they had to make, when they had to get a challenge in, or they had to make a clearance, or they had to get a head on it, they did that. Or if Doku comes inside... To what, that's what you should be doing to where all the numbers are. They got numbers there. So from a defensive point of view, I, th I thought Liverpool did well. I just think the bottom line is both sides going forward. And that's kind of where I thought we were going to get goals from. Sure. Because both sides at the best going forward are dynamite. But, but neither, neither forward line could get going today. How good was that finish from Alexander Arnold? That's fantastic. Fantastic. You know, the, the, the first touch and then to understand, as Craig said on the highlight, to understand that he couldn't take another touch. You know, he had, he had to shoot, but what he did was he got his feet in the right place, picked his spot, hammered it low before the goalkeeper get a chance to get set. So, yeah, that's fantastic. But as always with Alexander-Arnold, he's in the middle of everything. He's in the, he scores the goal, but he, he, he could have prevented the first goal. But then that's what you get with him. Right. Isn't it just the time we're in now that we've actually incorporated in this discussion how Alisson looks wobbly with the ball at his feet? When actually, which is true, but we haven't even mentioned the fact that the save he made from Foden, the low strike that yep. was... I mean, it was in the first... Was it... Yeah, first half. half. First right, half. The post, yeah. right. It was heading right. low, hard, and right into the corner, and he got down and got that big paw on it. An unbelievable save. But <laughs> these things are not important now, are they? No. It's just the fact that he looks wobbly with the ball at his feet. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Kai Havertz proved to be the hero for Arsenal coming off the bench and scoring the winner against Brentford in the 89th minute. And it is a victory that puts Arsenal now top of the Premier League. I tell you what, Craig, not the most uh, memorable of matches, but three huge points for Arsenal. Well, three huge points. And it's one of the reasons why I, I actually think that, to me, they're closer to Man City than Liverpool. Oh, really? And uh, the reason I say that is, is because... They've the top of the league without playing anywhere near as well as they did last year. They've had Jesus out uh, for a huge chunk of the season. That's been a problem for them. They'd Odegaard out for a bit there. They've been missing party. The Havertz experiment, shall we call it, hasn't worked in the starting 11. Yeah, that's a big moment for them and a big moment for the team. Uh, but that clearly hasn't worked. So he's had to change that. And then he's had the goalie shenanigans as well. And yet, they are still top of the league. 
So that's saying to me, if this manager doesn't try and overthink it, right? Between and there's a lot of listen, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. Of course there is. We're not even, you know, at the second half of the, the year yet. Nowhere near it. But they're in prime position without playing anywhere near as they did last year with all these issues that have been brought on, most of them, by the manager himself. Yet they're still there. That's, they're saying to me they're not going away. Who have you got, Stevie? Is that the biggest challenges? I find it difficult to separate Arsenal and Liverpool, to be honest. Right. I can't disagree. There's not with, much. There's not. I can't disagree with anything you said there. However, it's, it, it's coming time that Martinelli and Odegaard and Saka and Jesus start producing. Okay. Now, you can't argue with wins. It's, the name of the game is winning a game. But they're going to have to, at some stage, put a run of games together where they're all involved and they're all scoring goals. Because if they don't, they ain't winning oh. the league. No chance. And, well, and, the reason, and the reason I have the level with Liverpool is, I, I think Liverpool, Liverpool's forward line is better than Arsenal's, but Arsenal's defence is better than Liverpool's. That's why I've got them tied as far as challenging Manchester City. Well, I think with Jesus, it's fitness. And that's been a big worry for Arsenal, their fans, the manager, and, and maybe even to, a, to an extent that if it continued, and if it happens again before Christmas, and something happens to them, January they might have to look. Yeah, they're linked to Ivan Tony, aren't they, in January? Not the only ones. But that's telling you a story that, 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 that his fragility of missing games, as well as Eddie Nketiah has done, done coming in, he will not, he's not going to carry them for, for six months. He comes in, does a good job, then sort of peters away. Jesus' fitness is absolutely key to this front line getting back up to speed. And I agree with Saka and Martinelli, but Saka did go through a period where he just played that an, an unbelievable mm. amount of games. Uh, they weren't great today, Arsenal, and a goal chopped off in the first half, Trossard, which was very tight, but it was the correct call. But it was a big moment for Havertz. I mean, it's yeah. hard. It's, look, I don't, none of us think he should be in the team from the start. Even the manager doesn't think that. But he's, he's having a crisis of confidence. And then he goes away and he's got some numpty manager at Germany who thinks he's going to play him left back, then left wing back and hang him out to dry again. So at least here he comes on and doesn't just score a goal, scores the winning goal. Yeah. That has to boost that lad's confidence. Uh, Frank, Arsenal were the team to watch really when they last season. Some of the football they played was, was brilliant, entertaining clashes, which we haven't really seen so far this campaign. But as Craig said, right, quite rightly, they, they are top of the table. Have they got it within them to get back? to that sort of flashy football that, that we saw? Well, it's complicated because it's always the second season that you have to prove what you did the first season. And uh, yeah, they played well last season, but at the end of the day, because uh, especially I think Saliba was missing for the end of the season, uh, it's, they kind of lost their mojo. So maybe they tried to go uh, in, uh, in another way uh, to, uh, to make sure they're going to get the, the point that they need. And today is a perfect example of uh, maybe not playing well, but getting the three points, as you, as you said, and, uh, and maybe not deserving to get the three points. Don't forget that uh, Rice saved on the line, mm -hmm. Zichenko saved also on the line, and uh, they could have lost. It's not, never easy to, to win against the Beers, especially when you play them uh, in, their, in their own stadium. But, uh, but uh, Arsenal didn't show too much, but they were effective. Last, last season, maybe they would have lost a kind of game like that. So, so maybe they go another way. Maybe they are not 
as enthusiastic uh, are they, or, or generous as they, 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 they've been last season, but they're effective. And that's, that's the main point. You have to get the points where you have to get the points. And they got the three points at the base. And it's always good for the confidence. And I'm with Craig. It's a, if you're on top of it, Harvard starts scoring goals, decisive goals, it can be a plus. Because for me, they have a problem. They don't have everywhere, in every position, the players who can substitute the other. Mm. For Gabriel Jesus, Craig mentioned that. But for Saka, if Saka is not in a good form, they have nobody behind him. They have Trossa on the left side with Martinelli. But at front, they're too short for me. And, uh, and they will have to think about that uh, in, uh, in, uh, in December, uh, in the winter market. We need a podcast, Aaron Ramsdale. It's time for his dad to pop up. There you are, yeah, exactly. But actually, Andy Townsend, who was on the commentary, made a very good point, and he says, look... You're just stealing everybody else's points today. Well, you've got to take them on board and say, because Ramsdale is... Ramsdale was looking like a player that was trying to convince his manager that he was the number one. Right. Right. And Andy was saying in the commentary, he's already made his mind up. You're not going to win your place back by playing well today because David Rea is the number one. The only way Ramsdale's going to get that place back full-time is if David Rea has a string of games where he's looking ropey, which mm, I have he's to say. That. <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's had a few yeah, already. And I think from Ra- it must have been so difficult for him coming in thinking, right, I need, to, I need to shine again here. After being the number one by far. And how is that mindset for a guy where every... I mean, the Brentford fans, my God, they were giving Ramsdale so much stick. I mean, it was actually quite funny. I hope he found it sort of funny, but that's a difficult scenario, and that's a scenario that's been cemented in place by a manager tinkering with stuff that he really didn't need to tinker with. But his argument will be, well, stuff for you, we're top of the league. Indeed, they are top of the league. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the first time in a long time, there was some positivity around Chelsea after that 4-4 draw against Manchester City before the international break. That has somewhat waned as they went to St. James's. Good first half, 1-1, but they completely capitulated in the second half. Newcastle winning by four goals to one. On Mauricio Pochettino, watch this one from the stands, didn't he, as he was serving 
A touchline ban, he said, this was the worst game of our season so far. We were soft in every single challenge. We did not compete. We did not show we were playing for something important. That is what made me angry and disappointed. We need to learn in these games what makes me very, 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 that is four verys angry because we have to show more personality and uh, character. Uh, Frank, what on earth happened? Well, let's say that I tried to find some excuses and it's hard to, but uh, let's say that the first half I was, I was quite happy. Uh, I saw the reaction after the, the, the f beautiful goal from uh, Isaac and the fantastic assist from Miley. But I saw a reaction, that great free kick from uh, Sterling. And I said, well, they're back into the game. They didn't start well, but they're there. But the second half, I think they disappeared. Well, on top of it, you know, if you have the most experienced player making those kind of mistakes, which, is, which can happen, that's all right. But it's, it killed the game because at 2-1, maybe you can have a chance to come back. 3-1... It's over. Then after you have the red card, then it's awful. And then you go to Pochettino's uh, comment. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's awful. But you have to go details by details. And let's say that, okay, the first half, horrendous second half, and that's not professional. So m m I mostly agree with, uh, with Pochettino. They have to react. I don't think that break helped the players to... Uh, to, uh, to carry on on, the, on the, the momentum that we we talked about, but you cannot do that. And you know that uh, against Newcastle, just before Champions League leg, you have to perform, and they didn't, um, especially for 90 minutes, they didn't. It looked like they were believing their, the, the, the headlines. Do you think brought. so? Well, we questioned would, it, would that, that be a springboard for them, the City performance, which was totally told with City before the international break and I did say at the time I think that break was just bad for them because of the way they played but you've still got to pick it up and go again they were okay in the first half let's not forget uh, Trippy hit the, the the crossbar with a free kick and Joe Linton missed one of the easiest headers I think you'll see all year and look they lost not only did they lose their shape and as Stevie said the marking for the Lascelles goal was, was horrendous they lost their discipline. You know, not only did Rhys James get sent off for two stupid decisions, that Cucurella got booked and suspended for the next game for gabbing away. So there's a, there was a discipline problem as well. And oh, the manager's going to speak to them about discipline, but he was in the stand. Because <laughs> he's had three yellow cards, and the new law is, if had three yellows for the manager, you're, out of it, you're in the stand. So they've all got to take some sort of responsibility here. But I wouldn't say it's back to the drawing board for Pochettino, but, but it ain't far off it. I think we've got to realise they're just a bang average Premier League team. I mean, they are. They've got to play... Yeah, but you felt got... that Newcastle, that City game that... <sighs> no? I, I, I could see where the positives people might look at it, but they've got players playing that, that, that are not going to be... shouldn't be playing in a team that's supposed to be in the top four. Let me put it that way. You know, Jackson up front isn't good enough. Mm. Gallagher's not good enough. Machikwe today showed that I don't think he's good enough. Why is Caicedo on the bench? You've, you've spent 100 mil on him, you've got 100 mil on Enzo, and they're not playing together. How are you supposed to get them in tune with each other? I think, not, well, I think his was because he was the last player back from international duty. I mean, Sil Silva's 39. You know, it's a horrible mistake. 
but he can't get around and cover the way he used to cover other people. Bad issue was in the day, whether it's him or, or DSEs. They're not in the goalkeeper, Sanchez, really. They're just, a, they're just a bang average middle of the table Premier League team. And I don't think they're going to change anytime soon. And, and look at Newcastle. I mean, yeah, they were up against this raucous St James's Park at home crowd. But my God, they're in their bare I mean, you talk about bare bones. Right. You talk about managers who are trying to juggle, right? They've got two of their back four are out. They're playing. Livermento, I think, is a decent player. The youngster, he's, he's really quick. Lascelles, you know, he's not played. He's, he's done all right for him since he's come in for Botman, but he made a couple of big mistakes in this game before he got himself a goal. Young Lewis Miley, who was excellent, by the way, he's 17 years old. And that pass he played to Isaac for the goal was, was great because he could have taken the shot. Uh, and they had three goalkeepers on the bench. Three goalies and then a bunch of youngsters. Newcastle, they're bare bones and yet they were able to boss and make better decisions than this Chelsea side. That would be a big concern for me. I'm looking at the front three. The front three in Newcastle, you talk about energy, you know, imagination going forward, a desire to go forward. They look as though they want to score goals. You look at Chelsea on the other side. I mean, I honestly believe Sterling was delighted to get brought down from Trippier. Because he didn't look as though he, he wanted to take on the responsibility of going through and scoring. And when they go forward, listen, you do, you do drills with forwards. You know, you get the three of them. But the drills are only to give, when there's nothing else on, it's something to fall back on. Right. The rest of the time, use your skill, your ability, your imagination. What do you have? Do you have pace? You use that. If you're cold, what do you use? Use your left peg. If you're Jackson, you're running behind. You're supposed to do all those things during the game and fall back on, on, on the stuff you do in training. But you look at Newcastle, it's just enthusiasm and desire and a little, a little, a little bit of imagination. Frank, are you as down on Chelsea yeah, as the boys? No, the, the thing is that I, I want to answer to, to Stevie. I can agree with that, that Chelsea is a real average table team. But we cannot accept that because how much money <laughs> they, 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 they spent to get that team? A, a billion, a billion. We are talking about a billion, you know, to get that team. So we have to say something about that because it's completely abnormal to be in that level with that money spent. So that's why people are upset. That's why we are critical because... Some people in the recruitment cell or at the board know nothing about football because they didn't know how to get the right people. Again, a billion. Really? I tell you what, there's going to be a, there's not half a lot of pressure on Christopher and Kunku coming back. I, I know, goodness it's the, me. It's the only it's, it's literally yeah. the thing that people are hanging on to. Yes. And Kunku's coming. Well, let's be honest. No pressure. Nico Jackson's not the answer. No. He's a guy that no. I think I'd rather have. I mean, I, I don't like I don't dislike Breuer. I know he's had his injury problems, but I think I'd rather have him up front than, than Jackson. I just and I know he got his goals against Tottenham, but I mean, come on, let's be realistic. They were down to nine men at the time, but. There is just seems that for all that money that Frank mentioned they've spent, they're kind of waiting on one player to come back to. to hey, January transfer window's coming up. Okay, another billion. <laughs> Some more. That'd be good. That'd be fine. Uh, we'll say thank you very much uh, to Frank. Frank will be back with us on Extra Time. As always, you can check that out over on our YouTube channel. Uh, FA Cup next week, live view on ESPN Plus. Uh, a number of matches from the second round available to watch on Friday. York take on Wigan. 
two games for you on Saturday, four on the Sunday, including Wrexham against Yeovil. Then on Monday, it's Wimbledon against Ramsgate. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Atletico Madrid maintained their perfect home record this season. Wasn't particularly pretty, though, as they beat Mallorca by one goal to nil. And it has been the case so much, hasn't it, this year? Anton Griezmann proving to be the difference between the two sides. A brilliant header from the French team, giving them all three points, meaning Atleti now level on points with Barcelona as they move up to third. Uh, for more on this, Luis Garcia joins us. Luis, once again, Anton Griezmann, very much the man. Yeah, exactly. We were talking about uh, him before in the pre-show that he was playing once again in the middle of the park to try to help the team on the build-up, arriving in the second line, that he reads very well the play when he's playing right there. But we were missing the, the last pass. We were missing him near the box where he's most dangerous. He, we know how t- talented he is uh, in the last third, how clinical he is when he's near the box, and we saw it right, right there. It's a fantastic move. The tempo of the of the run is great. You see that he started slowing, waiting for the cross, and when the cross arrived, it's a brilliant cross. We have to say it as well. Hermoso, that today was one of the most important players for Atletico in Madrid, not only in defense but also in attacking that left side. And arriving in that position, Morata makes the decoy run uh, to allow Griezmann uh, the, the space, and his finish is just fantastic. Top corner on the left. So one more goal, nine goals in the in the La Liga, and. Proving that he's a key player, is one of the best players of the season so far. And I think for Atletico in Madrid, vital if they want to be successful at the end of the season. Where's you on this list, Luis? What is what? Where, where are you on this list? Most goals in all competitions for Atleti. Griezmann now just three short of Aragonets. Just right behind Francisco. I, I, I couldn't make it in the, in the top five, <laughs> but I was uh, right, right behind. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Technically, how good is that header? Oh, very. And bearing in mind the defender has touched tight to him as well, yeah. which maybe begs the question why he didn't make more of a, an effort to try and either lean into him or, or go for it himself. But, but, you know, particularly when you think about Griezmann, you think about the left foot and the silky passes and the little flicks around the corner, you don't kind of associate him scoring a header no. with a cross. It hasn't got the most pace on it from, from 15, 16 yards out, so really, uh, really good. Again, we go back to the... He's juggling the team selection, maybe because of the international games and giving some travel and giving some squad uh, players some games. They didn't look as if the changes really worked for them today, but they put that right in the end. They have got a big squad, you know, Atleti. They can make changes in, in, in the back line, which they did. They can make changes in the middle, which they did. The wing-back position. 
and, and up front. But why would you change and look to middle about with arguably the best front pairing in Spain? Mm. Well, definitely the best front pairing in, in Spain at the moment. And, and Antoine Griezmann and Alvaro Morata, who had pretty quiet game by, yeah. by his standards. But, but maybe give some credit to Mallorca, the way they defended. Uh, you take a look at this Atleti side. As Craig said, uh, Lewis, it is a deep squad. A squad that you feel now are very much title contenders. Totally, totally. We were worried uh, two months ago by the way that they were playing, not arriving the results. But once uh, Simeone find out, or at least put together, uh, I think for me the most important is the back. Uh, we've seen uh, Hermoso play in a fantastic way, that he was a replacement from Reynildo, who was playing that left side. But I think he's giving so much. Wiesel, uh, Piricueta today, but I think that with Jimenez right there, he found himself a, a, a very solid defense. And I think we lean on that left side. I think it's been a, a fantastic introduction for a, a place that I think that we were all very concerned because of uh, Carrasco leaving Atletico de Madrid. But I think he's been an amazing player for Atletico de Madrid. And right now, that squad, that change that he's doing. Now Renildo is back. Now Memphis Depay, that we, he showed what he can give to this Atletico de Madrid up front. I think he's going to be another game changer in the, in the coming the coming months because uh, that's the most important that you have the a full squad who can you can rotate who can every single player that, that you change is going to give you something and today Atletico Madrid was proven every single change allowed Atletico Madrid to to make something different in the second half and that goal arrived in in one of those movements. Stuart Robson was trying to twist our words. Stuart Robson. Which is something that you know very well. Well. Twisting people's uh, well, Why are you saying we uh, were discussing them winning, the, how they're going to win the title? Right. I think we were discussing the fact that they're, they're 100%, they should be believing that yes. they're in there and they can go the whole way. And it's, it's not because they're great, it's because the others, particularly Barca, yeah. have looked so damn average. Well, should, we talk about, should, we, should we talk about Barca? Mm. Not really, no. Well, it, well, that's, that's uh, anyway. I want to talk about Atleti. Well, no, <laughs> Barca. And then we are the correspondents. As, as, uh, as we mentioned, drop points. This is the first game for Barcelona since Gavi has ruled out for the rest of the season with that ACL injury. No, I don't remember ever doing that, and I played with a lot of guys that did their ACLs. And it would be uh, terrible, you know I mean? like terrible first half for Barca. They were very <laughs> quiet indeed. Unai Lopez with a nice finish here to break the deadlock. Yeah, yeah that's, it's a bit better than a nice finish. Yeah, I mean, look how far out he is. I think it's, it's, it's a great finish. It's fantastic. He was already on the ground from this strike, so you can't blame him for that. <laughs> he's looking for an offside. Well, he's looking for anything at the moment, isn't right. he? Uh, into the second half we go. Barca desperately trying to get something going. And it would be the shot from Rafinha here off the post. Yeah, and then the keeper gets sprawls up. Up like a cat there. Osh, good save, make it go in, it's just a huge slice of luck. It falls to the Rio defender. Why would he catch it though? <laughs> Not complicated. Uh, eight minutes to go there, Barca would finally get that equaliser and it would be an own goal from Lejeune. Yeah, Lewandowski just gets his wrong side here, he's got to play it because he thinks the big striker's gonna, obviously going to head it in. Comes off the studs. Barca get a lifeline. Uh, Barca felt they should have had a penalty late on in the game. Rafinha caught here, nothing given though. Oh, that looks like a pen, doesn't it? Yeah, particularly from here, the defender just plays Rafinha's oh. left what? leg. Wow. 
I looked at it, Stevie, as you know, not given. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the referee not sent to the monitor. Scandalous. Also feel aggrieved, but in the end, it would finish uh, one apiece. This is what Xavi had to say after the match. My sensation in the rest was not good, because I think we have dominated, we have had the ball, we have come out well from behind, but I think we have lost esa sensación de ir a por el partido, ¿no? de decir, vamos a ganar este partido. ¿no? En la segunda parte sí, cuando hemos encajado el gol, que ya eh, es tarde, es tarde porque al final te llevas un punto que es insuficiente para, para nosotros. Sí que en la segunda parte he visto al equipo con ganas de ganar el partido, eh, con la agresividad necesaria para remontar y al final bueno, hemos tenido tres, cuatro muy claras que podían haber decantado el partido por nuestra parte y ha sido una pena que no, no nos llevamos los tres puntos, que para mí es merecido, pero en la primera parte tenemos que, que mejorar mucho esa agresividad y esa mentalidad para ir a por el partido. Uh, Luis still with us. Luis, a little bit of deja vu from what we've seen a lot of Barcelona this season. It takes them a long time in matches to get going. Why? Yeah, exactly. They, they have to come back for quite like five or six games, uh, conceding a goal very early on the game, and then you have to rush things up. Uh, I think that the approach when they start the games is is got a lot of doubts. I was watching a few of the highlights before the way that Barcelona was trying to press in the first 45 minutes and there were a lot of doubts in between the players. You could see Pedri going forward to try to press on the on the fullback, but Ferran Torres wasn't going with them. So there was a lot of problems on communication and on we are going to go forward, we're going to wait. You couldn't and say straight away if Barcelona was going to press from the first minute higher on the pitch or waiting in the, in the middle of the pitch. So I think in the second half, straight away you can see, and Xavi just mentioned, if we were more aggressive going forward, we were more looking for uh, to get the, the, the result. But that's something Barcelona needs to figure it out. If they want to start pressing from the first minute, they want to be an aggressive team going forward. Or if they want to wait a little bit more. In the middle of those two situations, you cannot be because this is where the doubts start arriving and then Barcelona concede uh, goals and looks vulnerable. If you believe, uh, give that belief to the other teams, of course you, you're going to be in trouble. But uh, to the point that Craig was talking before about Atletico Madrid being able to manage the uh, Atletico Madrid winning the, the, the trophy, Atletico Madrid won in 14 and 21. And that means where Barcelona and Real Madrid, they are not being consistent. This season, Barcelona and Real Madrid are not being consistent. Maybe Real Madrid a little bit more, but I, I think that they're going to drop points. So Atletico Madrid could be a, a, a winner this season because those are the moments where all the teams have the chances. Well, these two teams are not getting that consistency that is needed to win La Liga trophy. It's just so unconvincing at the moment, aren't they? I've been for weeks. Not just a one-off. You know, we cover them obviously a lot and it's the Alaves game last time out, the Granada game, the Real Sociedad game. Uh, even goes back to it might have been the first or second game of the season when, look, when, remember when Getafe roughed him up? Mm. Yeah. Which, I have to say, it, was, it crossed the line of the physicality, which wasn't refereed properly, but it, it just it's just felt it's never really... Probably the best they played was 70 minutes in the Classical, but it's still, unfur it's still all unfurled at the end for mm -hmm. them. I mean, although Chappie said, oh, we played really well, they did, but... They got ragged and maybe that was inexperience and Modric come on and they made some changes and brought some big hitters on but it all went sort of pear-shaped for them at the end of that game and we know the story when Bellingham got the winner. So we can't keep looking at that. Uh, now he's left, he's made some changes again today. I'm presuming that was the international break and, and resting players but if you look at the form recently of, of 
one player in particular at the back, like Jules Koundé. He's, he's, he's been saying a lot of stuff about where he wants to play, but he has struggled defensively uh, recently. Obviously, Pedri's just come back in. Uh, you've had Rafinha, who's been in and out. You've had Lewandowski, who's had his injury problems and is looking to get up to speed. And Joe Felix came in with a bit of a blast and then that sort of tailed off yeah. a little bit. So he's got a lot of food for thought in terms of... Now, if he said to him now, what's your best 11 for a big game? I think he'd, he'd probably sit down, pick an 11 and go, oh, maybe I'm going to change that. Mm. Maybe change. So I don't think he's quite 100% what his best 11 is going to be or even the, the best formation to get the best out of this current squad. So I think he's, he's searching a little bit. Uh, the one thing that Simeone is not, is not really searching a lot to get results. You know, it's really tough. You know, the, the question of what's his best 11, no, there's not enough players in that team that are actually saying to him, I'm in your starting 11, the way they're performing. Because one game they're putting it on, then the next game they disappear. So how, how as late into the season as we are, he can't, he can't rely on too many. Which is, as a coach, that, that's what you build your team around. People you can rely on and then try and put some, put some flair around it to, to win games. He, he has no idea. I mean, he could that. have said before... No idea. And he could have used it somewhat as a valid excuse. You know, Lewandowski's out, Frankie de Jong's out. Yeah. Got these problems. These players are coming... Lewandowski's back, Frankie de Jong's back. OK, might be lacking some, some match fitness. But the, the more the bigger hitters come back, the experienced players, you can't, he, he can't then lean, which he hasn't really done, to be fair. He's not, he's not used the youngsters as his excuse, to my knowledge. Right? He's not used that as an excuse. Fair play to him for that. But the more the big hitters come back and are fit, the le particularly with the media in Spain, the less room for manoeuvre he's going to have if performances and, more importantly, results don't improve. Luis, if I was to give you $50 of Stevie's money, who would you put it on finishing higher this season, Barcelona or Atleti? Oh, that will be tough. From now, if I have to look now, I would say uh, Atletico Madrid, they look more consistent, they look more solid. They knew, and I think it's spot on what Craig uh, uh, just mentioned about, it's not about the 11 starter. We can talk a lot about what happened in the, in the partnership uh, of the centre-backs. We haven't seen twice repetition in the whole season. Uh, a couple that can understand each other, that can uh, build a trust between them and the keepers and the midfielders, something that he, everything knows that is so important. That is spine of the team where you can relay on that those are the players who you normally don't change. But it should that the shape. Since we saw uh, Barcelona playing with three centre-backs against Real Madrid and they look very good on the build-up, having those white men and, and building from there, He's been trying to do exactly the same, but every game is totally different. So you cannot think that you're going to use the same way that you play against Real Madrid, that it's going to work against Real Vallecano or against Alaves or against La Sociedad. You have to think about how you're going to deal with every single team. And right now, I don't think that Xavi is got 100% or is 100% convinced about playing a 4-3-3 or a three players at the bar, five in the middle or diamond. It's been changing so much that right now the players don't know exactly what Xavi wants. And I think that's very important that the message arrives and the players are convinced of what they're they doing because that's the way that they can give 100%. Uh, Luis, thank you very much. Well, we'll see how those, both team, those teams stand next weekend because it is Barca against Atletico Madrid live from the Montjuic next Sunday. Our coverage starts at 2.30 Eastern that game on ESPN+.
Meanwhile, though, we've still got five games remaining of this week's action. Tomorrow, Villarreal Sassuna, Real Sociedad take on Sevilla, Real Madrid travel to Cadiz, and it's Real Betis against Las Palmas. On Monday, Girona looking to main top of the table as they take on Athletic Club. All those games live on ESPN, plus the Real Madrid-Cadiz game also available on ABC. Going back to our feature game, Atletico Madrid beating Mallorca by one goal to nil. Anton Griezmann's brilliant header proving to be the difference between the two sides. After the match, Sid caught up with Cesar Pelicueta. Did you end up suffering a little bit more than you should have done tonight? The last yeah. 10 minutes or so? Well, of course, uh, I think we were playing against a team that is suffering. They're playing uh, in the relegation battle, so we know that Every team, uh, when they are fighting uh, to stay in, in first division, is difficult. They came here, we were in a good form. Um, so, yeah, I think we suffer a little, a little, a little bit more than uh, we wanted, but the reality is that every game is really tough. That obviously only happens at the very end and it happens after you get the goal. I wonder if there's a, a kind of a, a slight subconscious relaxation after you score the goal because it's the whole of the second half it's looking for the goal looking for the goal looking for the goal when it finally comes is there a moment in which the kind of team without meaning to sort of stops a little bit i think uh until uh, as you said until the one nil uh, they didn't create uh, any chance we were in control apart from uh, some uh, silly ball losses that, that we had but uh, then when you scored then they had a reaction as well they they wanted to get the goal back and from ourselves, I think <clears throat> we should have done a, a little bit uh, the opposite, uh, you know, keep going. But, you know, after the international break, it's not always uh, so evident. Uh, we had a lot of players out. So I think, uh, you know, we are very pleased with three points. Uh, shut up, Stevie. Uh, Sid is with us now. Uh, Sid looking at it. Bit, bit of an old school athletic performance today. Yes and no. It, kind of a bit of both, wasn't it? Because it, it felt like the first half certainly wasn't very good at all. But I felt like the second half, possibly exaggerated by the fact that Atletico attack in the end that I'm standing behind, but that Atletico started to turn the screw without really flying at Mallorca. Bit by bit, they turned the screw, they created more and more chances. And you felt, OK, it's going to happen at some point. But enough time went by that you wondered if maybe it wouldn't. When Griezmann scored, as Azpilicueta was saying in that interview, that maybe what they needed to do was keep going, keep the ball and go and get the second. Instead, I, I don't know if it was a, a, a sense of the old Atletico, as you say, the, the idea that, right, we've got one goal, we can, we can shut up now and, and stop them playing. Or if there was just a relaxation, a kind of a decompression after scoring that. Because the last 10 minutes or so, they really could have lost this win today. They, they, you know, I'm not saying they would have lost the game, but they, they could have ended up with a draw. A very, very clear chance in particular for, for a math. And, and, and actually, in the end, I think Atletico Madrid were relatively, uh, I suppose, relatively kind of relieved to get that to get that victory in the end Diego Simeone as you know always runs off the pitch right at the start right at the end of the game without stopping to talk to anyone and we were in the area where the where the dressing rooms are at the end of the game he ran up the stairs and as he turned towards the dressing room he was blowing a big sigh of relief uh, Sid, Griezmann 32, obviously, as you said, the, the best player in La Liga last season, has side brilliantly again this season. Are you surprised at all that we are seeing this form so consistently from a player who, who let's face it, was forced out of Barcelona? Um, I suppose, it, look, the answer is yes and no again, because I, I think we sometimes overlook just how brilliant he was. 
just how brilliant he was before he went to Barcelona. Now, I'm not saying that Barcelona are incapable of making mistakes. They've made loads of mistakes over the years of paying too much money for players that they shouldn't have paid that much money for. But they bought him for 126 million euros. This was, you know, th there was a reason for that. And it was because he was probably the outstanding player. In fact, certainly the outstanding player outside the big two in Spain. A really, truly brilliant player who I think we overlooked too quickly in 2016 with France, in 2018 with France. And he went to Barcelona. And my view of it, at least, is that Antoine Griezmann went to the only club in the entire world where there's a guy who does what he does better than him. And so he had to find a different role, a different position. And I think emotionally, as well as in purely footballing terms and tactical terms, that was really quite difficult for him. And I think what's happened when he's come back is, although it took a little while, he's found, if you like, that that happiness again, that ability to take control, to, to be in charge, to lead the team, but above all, to feel relaxed, to feel comfortable in his place. And I think that's the reason why I'm slightly surprised that he got it back again. But actually, maybe we shouldn't be surprised because he is a genuinely brilliant footballer who maybe just needed the environment to be the right one. And coming back here, he found it again. Sid, you're at Rio, you're at Tafe, obviously, Atleti. What time did you leave the house this morning? What time is it now? <laughs> uh, look at the watch. I left the house uh, 13 and a half hours ago. Oh, God, this is one of the best days of Claire's life. She's loving it. What, they're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know tomorrow, no game. No, I'm going to I'm going to get home on I'm going to get home and on the on the on the workshop in the kitchen there'll be a drunk bottle of wine yes. and just like the kind of the sense of an evening well spent yeah very a day well spent without you Sid um, as always Sid no, thank you very day. much uh, <laughs> much appreciated La Liga of course continues uh, next week Barca against Atleti the game and just to remind you keep up to date with all the latest news from Spain over on our YouTube channel don't forget to subscribe to ESPN FC uh, meanwhile, Wrexham with a huge win today. I think they won 5-0 they won today. 6-0, uh, in fact, uh, to put them second in the table. Just five points off a stockport. And just a reminder, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, welcome to Wrexham's second season is available now on Hulu. Uh, be sure to check it out. Uh, that's it. That brings us to the end of... Are they going to get to the Premier League, do you think? I know, they're doing well, isn't it? It's all going to plan so back far. Back to back promotions? Yeah, looks like it, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. Hmm? What's wrong with you? Looks like it looks like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. There you are. Oh, just, extra time is next. Yeah. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you, as always, uh, for your tweets. Craig Burley's here, Stevie as well. Frank, just feel for a couple of seconds. I just need to get the questions. Say something interesting. Oh, this is your time. Oh, he's making. Well, we've got you now. Well, that's good television. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, has Havertz redeemed his legacy at Arsenal, Frank? <laughs> oh, my God. Really? That's really your question right now? Um, let's wait a little bit, you know, and maybe answer within like one or two seasons and see how it works. But really, right now, yeah, he's called a good goal. That's still, it. He's still an expensive self, isn't he? <laughs> yes. But he's still called a nice goal today. Why do you have to be? Oh, he does. Yeah. I'm just saying. Why do you have to be negative? Right well, because he's not. The suggestion is, is he's a bike. But the truth is, he's I don't think anyone's suggesting he's back. Well, he's redeemed himself with one goal. It was just a question. 
Right. What does redeemed mean? It was a question. Well, it's up in Zolcano. <laughs> no, you can say no, he unless, hasn't Unless my English is... You can it. say no, he hasn't redeemed himself. We don't have to be mean to him. I wasn't being mean to him at all. Well, he's saying 100 million pound <laughs> sub. He says he's an expensive sub. Question for Stevie and Frank. After watching a Ramsdale in the first half, who completely lacked confidence, does it subconsciously make the defenders not want to pass to him? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Because all you can think about is, well, the last time I gave him it, it looked as though the last thing he wanted was the ball. So then you start looking elsewhere, which takes you longer, which gives you less time on the ball. So it's kind of a, it kind of affects everybody, not just Ramsdale, it affects the defenders as well. Frank? Yeah, I agree. I think it's not about the fact you don't want to give him the ball, it's you don't want to put him into trouble again. So you want to avoid, um, you know, uh, putting, him, uh, putting him in the same situation. So you don't want to give him the ball. And it's not because you don't trust him. It's just because you don't want to, again, trouble him. Did anyone in the crew's family maintain a sort of scrapbook or anything of that sort, keeping a record of news articles about them? Why are you laughing? Oh, my mom. Everybody's mom does, right? Does she? Aye. Aye. That's nice. All the old alienated stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you're in the paper, she cut it out. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have it? Aye, it's a nurse. Oh, nice theory. Aye. Sometimes flick through it. No. <laughs> it's in the loft. Every night. Every yeah. night you're watching it. In the loft. In between YouTube videos. Yes. What about you? I don't know. No? I think they did. Right. I, can't, I, can't I bet your mum did. I bet your mum did. Yeah. We're going through the house. Right. Because obviously they're both parents are, yeah. are away now. So we're going through the house seeing some old photos, but I don't remember seeing well, lots of old photos. I don't remember seeing this. Well, your sister would go like, oh, him again. <laughs> yeah, oh, chuck, chuck that out of the fire. Yeah. Oh, chuck yeah. oh, him, him again. again. Chuck him again. Oh, yeah. oh, football. The papers again. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Frank? <laughs> well, uh, I guess my mother uh, used to uh, collect everything and she showed me once, but I don't know where she put everything and uh, I'm not very interested about that, so I don't, I don't open any anything that uh, could show what I did wrong or, or, or right. Oh. It's part of the past and I have everything well, in my head so I know what I did. <laughs> Frank, that's a bit Frank, negative. It, well, well like, the, like the stuff, the stuff with your very first team and you look back at all the pictures and all the other stuff. Yeah, but not everybody's the same, you know. No, I know, but I mean, what, what else would you get other than pleasure out of looking at it? Oh. Oh, you lead a very shallow life. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's oh, me. Seriously? Me. Yeah. Forty years ago. It's me again. Yeah. Oh, the look worst. My The worst. Where's Waldo ever? Yeah. Oh yeah, there I am. I remember this game. What happened was this is a kind of this is a hat kind of trick against Newcastle. Yes, yeah. we know. This is the kind of thing that worry. This is the kind of thing that worry him. What was it? What was the conversation earlier? We were sat here and he went. Do you like Brussels sprouts? Yeah, I know. Where did that come from? And I went, yeah. yeah. And I went, yeah. I was on my phone. You said no, didn't you? I don't like Brussels. Well, he I said, would you this? I can't make my mind up. I'm only Stevie. I did as well. I did as well. Uh, where do you stand on Brussels sprouts, Frank? Oh. Uh. 
Uh, I love Brussels sprouts, oh. and my is my is one of the favorite dish of my daughter, and uh, and um, yeah, I, I I don't know, I I, I love it. It's very healthy. Isn't yeah, it? but yeah, that's the problem. Her, not good for her. Not good for no, me. Because, yes, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't need any of no, that. No, no. Craig, who would you rather have? Ancelotti to continue with Real Madrid next season or someone like Xabi Alonso to come in? Well, or Real Madrid. Well, you never said Real Madrid, did you? If you're, going to ask, if you're going to ask the questions, did he say Real Madrid? He didn't, did he? <laughs> He didn't say Real Madrid. Yes, you said, Craig, would you rather... No, he never. Would you rather have Angelotti to continue next season or someone else like Xavi Alonso? You did not say Real Madrid. So what, what other club could I be referring to? I have no idea. Who's Carlo Brazil. Ancelotti? Who's Carlo Brazil. Ancelotti? Who's in charge of? You could have been of? talking about Brazil. But who's in charge of? Oh, so we're nah, supposed to know it, it, it now. Oh, yes, I think, oh, I think we, are, we all know that Carlo... Oh, no, sorry, we're supposed hey, to don't know. don't start looking at backtracking. We're supposed to... No, you never said Real Madrid. So, they, they didn't, you didn't put two and two together? It did, well, hold two on a second. Two is a five. <laughs> Can you excuse me one second, Craig? Thank right. you. You have in Brussels. I'll say to you what you always say to me. <laughs> People on the eye, on, listening to it on, a, on the podcast can't... Can't see it, but we can see it on the screen. So if you don't see Real Madrid, yeah. then they won't. Because they can't work it out either. Okay. Uh, we're being told that I did say it. They yeah. checked the tape. He was thinking about Brussels again. Objected to so you. Would you like to apologise? No chance. Hey, you forced those poor people <laughs> in Liverpool to apologise. Well, rightly so. Well, they, because they were in the wrong, so you were in the wrong. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, it's only 246 to you and one to me. Right. I've got a bit of catching up to do, so I'm no apologising. No apologising. No chance. Oh, in years to come, you can go back and look at that in your scrapbook. Apologised. Yeah. Apologised yeah. to me. Yeah. Apologised. That in there. Uh, the answer, I need to buy a new one. That one's full. Uh, the day I didn't like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <I'd say. laughs> I, I, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> to as good as Ancelotti has been, brilliant. I think it's time. I've said Chabi Alonso. Chabi Alonso has come in. Just time for him to go to Brazil. Yeah. Copacabana on the beach. Don't you think, days. Craig? Yeah. Craig, don't you think it's too early for Xabi Alonso to have that kind of pressure? I mean, he just started. He does well in a club that is mostly kind of a, a family club with no pressure. And coming straight to Real Madrid could be too early for me. Um, um, and maybe a lack of experience in that level, in that new job, uh, could be dramatic in well, a way that I guess he has a bright future, but I'm not sure he's ready for that. Zidane did it though, didn't he, I was Frank? I say Zidane, how much? He, he didn't coach anywhere before. No, that's true, that's true, but uh, he Zidane is Zidane. Was, he was with the was, B team. Yeah, was, yeah, but he was already in the fabric of the building. Yeah. The, the only fabric, fabric I can see is on your jacket. What's up with you now? Fabric of the film. Oh, I beg your pardon. Fabric. I'm sorry. You know if another, you know if a manager has said I'm fabric, very sorry. he'd have been saying right, no. If somebody else had said that, he'd have been going, what nonsense is that? Fabric of the building. Absolute nonsense. He's in the fabric of the. He was in the fabric of the building. Is that suit not warm, Steve? Your new jacket. It looks. Well, it is winter. No. <laughs> We're not in here. See, see. <laughs> Frank, he's trying to be clever now. Frank, do you like? Frank, he doesn't do you like see it. This? See, see the classic. He doesn't like it, so he's trying to be. He's trying to be clever. Like what? Now. 
Uh, I don't, usual. We don't usual see from where I, I think it looks quite well, nonsense. Well, you're just talking nonsense. Like and now what you're trying to do is deflect. It looks That's like all you're doing. a thick jacket. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, it is, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, it's lovely and cosy for the winter. I don't think it was just him that didn't like it. I think that's why it was still hey. on the hanger. It's not the winter in here, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the temperature doesn't change here throughout the year. Well, it's usually cold in here. Mm? Usually cold in here. Well, not now, it's warm. Well, the old delay tactic there, they heard me fine, he went, mm. No delaying tactic. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, this is getting a bit hostile. All your tricks. Uh, for Stevie, start, bench or drop? Raking leaves, Lukaku on his phone, Shaka not bothered by Lukaku on his phone. Stephen didn't oh, like you got it, Craig. You've got to drop the leaves. Yeah, drop yeah, the leaves. Get them. And then Lukaku on his phone, and then, yeah, Chaka's, Chaka's got to be uh, top of the pile. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> But it must be, I tell you, it, it makes me angry thinking about it. It must be all done now, though, yeah? No. Oh. No. Why? Still got the last lot to do. Okay, why don't you just get someone around to sort it one out for you? All right, can you come around and uh, sort them out for me? Well, if, if you'll pay me. Oh, yeah, no chance. <laughs> well, if it, makes, come around. if it makes you so angry, then why don't you just pay oh, for just it? Just come around. You can come around. I don't want to come around. You should get somebody to do it. So that makes them angrier. You come down. <laughs> I know I'm paying someone. Yeah. And there's the car. Can that made you angry as well, Stevie? Yeah, no, it's been a tough week. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got to get the back of the house done with the painting. Yeah. Sorry again? We've got to get the back of the house done with the painting. <laughs> What's going to do with Lukaku? Well, you're saying go and get somebody to pay somebody. Oh, OK. We've got to get that. Yeah. I need a new windscreen. I've got a chip in the windscreen. That's free. Just bought a new suite. Right. Not having a good week. Oh, dear. Well, you need, you'll need to translate that. A new suite. You know what a suite is? Well, it's couch, isn't it? Couch yeah. and a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Three-piece suite. You say that in England? Yeah. Three-piece suite. Three -piece you don't suite. say it here. No. Do you? Do you? Asking me for. <laughs> right. How much of Erling? Do you think? Would you say in France? Hold on. Do you think if we hadn't spent, or he's going to spend painting the house, <laughs> new, new couch? Yeah. That wasn't the case. It would have crossed my mind. A leaf man person would have yeah, crossed me. Would have been. Yeah, I think so. It would have crossed my mind. Right. Or Dan we've, just come around. We've gone off track. Gone off track. How much of Erling Haaland's fastest to the 50 goals records is his individual talent compared to the fact that he plays for Manchester City, Frank? Well, you have to give him some credits about that, you know, uh, especially, well, today, the way that he tried to uh, free himself and control the ball and shoot, it's because he's, he worked on that during training session because he exactly knows where he's situated on the field and he has the feeling and the, the flair for, for, for those situations. So you have to give him the credit. Now, it's true that he's surrounded um, uh, by, by fantastic players who know how, how to serve him. So it's, um, I would say, not 50-50, I would say 60 for him and 40 for, for, for the teammates. He's, bro he's broken scoring records at every club he's been at. Mm -hmm. So, you can't argue with that. Stevie, you surprised Trent won man of the match. I'd like, uh, how did he get man of the match? Uh, he was given it. Well, does that say more about the, the rest of the team than it does about him? Because. He scores a great goal. Yes. But on the other hand, he could have he, he could have stopped the, the, the first goal going on because of a horrendous non-challenge, a, a horrendous attempt at a challenge. I have a question, Stevie. Yeah. Stevie, you know better than me. Who, who give that stupid man of the match decision? I've no idea. Who does that? I've no idea. It's only the co-commentator. Yeah. So isn't nobody it? knows who. 
Is that is that the the spoken man? You know, the give the guy who give you no know, substitution and uh, usually, because usually, we never know. Usually, right? We never knew. Yeah. Usually, Frank, you know what happens with the sponsors? Depends who they want to come up to the box. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know whether they still do uh, that. Sponsors match uh, with Man City. Still, it's a home game. Uh, I still, I don't know whether they do it today, but certainly when we were playing. With the co-comments guy, which yeah. which you need to say no more about that. There you go. Really. Uh, uh, do you think it's fair for the Bundesliga to set games for Bayern Munich on Friday nights for them to prepare well for the Champions League? No, I, I think PSG do as well, don't they? PSG do. Well, I, I think Friday, I don't have an issue with Friday night games, but I, I think Friday night, Friday games off the back of an international calendar are ridiculous. Mad. We're already turning and fro on about a 12.30 on a Saturday. Yeah. Friday, Stevie said, that's, that's madness. What about in general? Is it unfair advantage for them? For, for PSG and Bayern compared to others who play in the Champions League who have to play in. Well, that's up to their own leagues. Yeah, it's, uh, listen, every little bit helps. Right. I wouldn't, go as far, I wouldn't go as far to say it's an unfair advantage. It's definitely an advantage. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean... What do you think, Frank? I would, I would have... Would, <laughs> here we go with the money I, situation I, I again. Wish to be. I, would have, I would have thought that most, most leagues in the world should go out of the way to help the teams from their league in a major competition. Right. They should at least try. Exactly. Ex yeah. Exactly. It's up to the Premier League to do their job. I mean, uh, if the league or the Bundesliga try to advantage uh, Bayern or Paris Saint-Germain, uh, they have the right to do so. And they, they've been clever. I think the Premier League is not serving well Newcastle in that matter. I tell you what, if the Premier League, at the moment, if the Premier League said there's a Friday night game for some of these big boys ahead of the European, I tell you what would happen. They'd have some of them would be playing on a Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday in the Carabao Cup or some cup, and they'd be like, oh, I mean, this is brain dead, isn't it? I mean, you know, I mean that's, it just seems that that's whatever way they go at the moment, the managers find another reason to complain. Final question is for you, Stevie. And the pundits. How can a manager get this Chelsea side to perform consistently? I mean, honestly, right now, better players. Buy some players. Yeah, buy some more players. I think, they I think they've run out, though. They've run out of dough. It's going until January. Have they got money, though? Sell some players. Sell more players. Sell some, bring some in. Graham Potter sat back with staff, counting them, whatever. Oh, yeah, he's loving it, isn't he? Counting the money going, see, things have uh, got better at Chelsea. Yeah, that is it. Um, that's it. I think that's enough now. Uh, thank you very much, Frank, ESPN. Anyway, what I've noticed, what have you done with your hair today? What do you mean? What's happened to my hair today? You notice that? He doesn't have any, any product. Uh, ESPN FC will be back on your screens tomorrow. Yeah, we just We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, 
the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 